Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. A uh, whole gang is here <laughs> this week, I'm very pleased to say. Although one of them is dialing in from his OnlyFans website in some dodgy hotel room <laughs> in Northern Europe somewhere. Um, but I don't think he's going to make much money, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. Oh, I just judged you totally, mate. I totally just judged you. It's okay. Um, I, <laughs> so, I feel you. So how how is life in not the frozen north? Because I imagine it's the middle of summer there at the moment. It's lovely. I'm So I'm in Helsinki and a shout out to all of our uh, Finnish uh, listeners. You have an amazing uh, capital city. I've been here several times and yeah, it's a great town. Well worth visiting, friendly people. It's amazing. Just you can go there. I'd love to. I've never made it that far, actually. Um, the closest I ever went was Tallinn, but that was a stag weekend, so it wasn't exactly the most cultural of visits. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'd be good to. I'd love to go to Helsinki. Love to. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you for thank you for making the effort on your trip, which is a business trip, isn't it? So, thank you for taking yeah. the time on your business trip to to dial in, especially seeing as you're now two hours ahead of the rest of us rather than your usual one hour ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so don't expect anything uh, in terms of English from me. It's uh, it's okay. And what we'll do is when we, when we'd like to ask you a question, we'll we'll wake you up ahead of time by saying <laughs> your name two or three times. You know, like you do on a teleconference that's been going yeah. on for too long. Yeah, just clap a few times. Oi! Oi! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. There's Christian. Good to have you here this week, Christian. Uh, Rach, how are you? Hello. Um, super lovely to be here uh, with the whole gang. Uh, I've also been to Tallinn, have not been to Helsinki. Um, I, I went to Tallinn with work rather than a stag do. Um, and it was it was lovely. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, I would also love to go somewhere like Helsinki. It sounds fantastic. Um, I've been pretty busy and also up pretty early with uh, dog and baby and and things. Well, not so much baby these days. Um, so I'm pretty shattered, to be honest. So uh, uh, I realise that we're all wanting to get through everything. But yeah, it's been a it's been a good week. Um, I did a the pop up in the Palm House um, Spring Summer Market, um, which is a really lovely market actually in Liverpool at the Palm House, which is basically a Victorian Palm House, Victorian um, kind of like greenhouse and uh, had some lovely chats with some analog photographers i i ran <laughs> i ran after somebody who had an sx70 as they walked past because i realized they hadn't seen the stall and i thought they're doing like a lap around the, the outside before they head off so i was like i'm not gonna let them get to the gates before i say hello um so i literally ran after them and uh it did seem quite happy actually like after we had a chat and everything and i was like hi <laughs> you seem like somebody i should chat to because you have this awesome camera um and uh, and so that was really nice actually and some fun yeah some fun lovely conversations with people and i got to just demonstrate um the cyanocyte process you know talked about my kits and things and uh yeah it's always nice when you get to share a little bit of the magic of film photography and analog photography with people so um whether they wanted me to or not <laughs> i'm sure they did by the end right <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> cool and claire how are you 
I'm well, thank you. In a bit of organised chaos <laughs> for the last few weeks. No, I'm good. I've been uh, really busy with um, my project for um, Revelat, which has been lovely actually, because and I'm still going on it, and I'm kind of extending it. So it's uh, been lovely being so disciplined, you know, to be going out most nights actually, um, and shooting, you know, from about well going out about half eight well as it's as the as the the nights have got lighter the start dates the start times got later but you know it was round about 8 30 in fact um last night was 9 30 and then shooting till about midnight sometimes one in the morning depending oh. what i'm doing yeah really enjoying it as well and because i've had a couple of people are helping me, wonderful uh, assistance with for, for lighting. It's been lovely. So I've been able to be in places that I wouldn't necessarily be on my own late at night. So that's been really lovely. Um, and then I've been, I've just come back from Germany. I was in Bonn in, in an exhibition there. And um, yeah, so chaos. So really, really focus on this next exhibition and then the bit one in a bit of the future as well in, in back in France in July. So that's what I've been doing, just really being busy um, creating, really. Oh, and excited as well, because um, just for listeners to share, I always, I always keep abreast or try to of um, what exhibitions are taking place, you know, any good exhibitions. A lot of them are always usually in London, which is great. Um, so there's two really exciting ones coming up if people are interested in London. Um, there's one, have you, I don't know if any of you have heard of it, Yvonne Life and Colour. We heard of Madame Yvonne, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing mm -hmm. her name. Yvonne Day, she was called, I think Yvonne Day Middleton was her full name, but she was known as Madame Yvonne Day. She did incredible portraits of like actresses and actors of the of the era of the 30s, 40s, 50s, because I think she died in about 1975 or something. And she was really brilliant with colour. Yeah. Photography and lighting, yeah, really good. That's in the National Portrait Gallery from June. I think I've written it down June the 22nd till October the 15th. So that'd be well worth visiting. And Aid, you're in London. You should really, really yeah, check. Is that one of their reopening things? Because yeah, they've been be. closed for such a long time, yeah, haven't they? And now yeah. they're reopening again. So I'm expecting good yeah. things from them. Yeah, that'd be a good one. And then there's another one in the Saatchi Gallery. Uh, Civilization, the way we live today. It's quite futuristic. Um, lots of different photographers of, um, yeah, that looks good. Futuristic and space age. And yeah, it looks really good. So those two really caught my eye. So if anyone's around and that one's in uh, June. So uh, Okay. So yeah. So well, we're cut towards the end of May now. So yeah, yeah so coming up soon. So interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's good stuff. Yeah, Rach. It was just um, following on from what Claire was saying uh, about exhibitions and things. And I realised I hadn't mentioned about um, the Tom Wood ret retrospective that's happening. Um, so uh, Tom uh, was um, known as Foti Man and uh, did some fantastic colour stuff, um, street and uh, social documentary, although it, it's something that he doesn't consider social documentary. Um, from a wider perspective, I think we may look at it and think, oh yeah, definitely, uh, of the 80s in Liverpool and some fascinating stories like in every frame. Um, so that exhibition's actually on, um, it, it's it's already started, it's on from the 20th of May um, till the 7th of Jan next year. And I'm doing two lots of masterclasses as part of it actually. So in June, I'm gonna be doing a masterclass on uh, two consecutive Saturdays and the same in September as well. Basically um, 
we're going to be giving um, the uh, some point and shoot cameras loaded up with a roll of film out to uh, out to participants so that they can go and shoot and capture their story if you like um of of their life and their family and then uh, i'll be teaching them how to process that and hopefully we'll take one of the negatives and make some prints from those so it'll be nice it's nice to be able to sort of like have an interactive part of an exhibition as well i always feel is really really exciting so um yeah it, it sounds like there's loads happening obviously down in london of course thank you for those claire and i just thought it just uh, reminded me that i should probably mention that which is kind of cool um so if you if anybody's interested in that one um if they go to liverpool museums uh, the national museums liverpool um page and scroll down a bit you'll um you'll see uh, the masterclass and you'll see me analog stuff uh if that'll do it probably cool. not it's not gonna do it anyway um so yeah exciting exciting things happening mm. in the photography world of analog i can't wait to hear more about claire and your projects Yay. well yeah i mean that's what we're here to talk about tonight so this is the third in our series on lighting um so uh and it's uh, great to have claire with us uh because uh this is a conversation we've actually had to try and uh, try to have a couple of times but claire's been so busy shooting which is absolutely the right way around you definitely want to mm focus on the shooting and the creativity rather than the just sitting at home talking about it i know i, I enjoy sitting at home talking about mm. it but yeah you definitely made some good decisions there claire yeah, <laughs> so to, i have had to prioritize the weather i'm afraid yeah there's that so too when the, i was on a weather diary so when it was a good evening i had to go with the weather because we did have a run of like poor weather here so i was was good again now so i was waiting for the the clear no rain <laughs> well, I tell you what, I don't know about the weather, but some planets have clearly aligned. If you've got a major project on at the time, you know, that, that involves some very intentional use of lighting at a mm. time when we've decided to do a little series mm. on the podcast about lighting. So yeah. really keen to hear all about it from the original concept through the planning, the, the weather forecasting, what it feels <laughs> like to be out there, how many drones have fallen into the sea, you know, all of those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, so where, where do you want to start? There's such a lot of it. Well, shall I start with how it came? about so sure. last year if you remember i was on the revelat which is the analog um one of the analog ph uh, photography festivals that takes place every year in a village outside barcelona and um, i was selected to be on the residency so part of that um part of being on the residency the kind of deal was um you um have to you produce a body of work for this year's um festival to be exhibited um so it was nice obviously and that's a great opportunity as well um and um so that's how it began and then the theme of this year's um when i was on the residency it was tempest time the theme of this year's is caminos or paths so i um so I was uh, tasked to initially come up with a body of work with that theme. Um, and then I, it's usually actually the festival's usually in September, but this year it's been moved to June. So whether this is going to be their new schedule, June. So of course it was a bit stressful for me because I lost three months. Yeah. And when, yeah. And when I was planning weather-wise, um, obviously I, I'd already planned in my head sort of to begin sort of shooting probably April. So that's where it began. So, my idea for the project to fit with um, paths was um, I decided that I was going to shoot 
initially I wanted to shoot here on the island I live on, on Anglesey, or Ernest Morn as we call it here, um, and California. But I had to jettison California, so it all became Anglesey. And, um, oh, I can hear a bit of a background hum. What's that? Is that, or is that something passing traffic or is it just me hearing things? <laughs> no, nope. it might be, but I think it might be a plane outside yeah. my house, actually. Oh, right. So I decided that I was fixed on my island. I was going to, my, my concept was surreal and otherworldly encounters. Um, and so focusing on the paths beyond the horizon. So I was going for more of that back to my kind of um, close encounters of the third kind type of a vibe. So that's what, that was my starting point. And then I decided um, I was, I, basically I selected different locations that I would use on the island. And a lot of them have used the megaliths, you know, the standing stones and stuff like that. And, and locations that are kind of, um, I don't know, meaningful to me, or I think they would fit what I'm doing. So that's how I began. I decided as well that I was going to shoot on medium formats for a change because I just fancied a change and I felt it would suit the project better. Um, I have done some Polaroids, but mostly it's all been shot on medium format. And I was very fortunate and a massive thank you to um, James Burris from um, Dorset Vintage Camera Hire um, because we, he was on our, he was on the podcast um, talking about his his uh, his uh, <clears throat> excuse me his project and his uh, his camera hire business and um, I think he must have heard about my project so I basically um, borrowed a cam camera off James so that's very kind of him um, and so I will uh, swap some pictures with him for, for his maybe website so that was really very very kind of him so I've been shooting a medium format and. It start, and so the, the project progressed. So in, I, I started out just using, obviously, long exposures, really. I knew I was going to be doing long exposures um, on medium format. Um, and I just thought initially that I was going to illuminate my sets with, like, white light, basically. Um, and I have two had two great assistants. Uh, it's, in fact, it's quite been quite a James project. So we've had... <laughs> Both of my lighting assistants are James's or Jim's, James's and Jim's, and um, with James from the camera. So they were very good, and I know them both, and they're both artists in their own right, and they're very, they're very, but they don't have any uh, social media presences. So they've been exceptionally, um, really, really great to work with, and also for inputting ideas, and because they're quite skilled themselves, um, they've been really real assets, and they've both been really reliable. Um, so initially, I thought. Them, Claire. How did you find? How did you find your assistant? I, you... I know them both. So, so uh, one James is is I would say he's like a sort of like a brother to me. Then the other oh. James um, is a friend of a is sorry is a is a brother of a friend, and then he's a friend with the other James. You know, so it's just knowing yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, and um, they came on board. Um, but like I said, they're both um, they're both art. They both mm. they're both artists, so they both got that kind of visual language and able to see things, able to input ideas. So, yeah, and both really reliable as well. So it's been fantastic. And we've worked really well together. Um, so, but initially I, it was, a, you know, thinking of just illuminating the scenes with um, the white lights, some scenes without me and some scenes with me and doing different characters. But as we 
go on, you can see our journey on the film as the film's been processed. You can see because we were going, we've we've kept quite a disciplined schedule of like, okay, the weather's going to be good. Da, da, da. So let's you know let's do a, a pick up at eight. It used to be now it's gone to half eight, and let's get out and let's um, let's shoot. Um, it's um, that discipline and keeping to that routine. You can see that as we've got going, we've just got better and better. I think we've improved as we've gone along. You know, I've got really used to the camera and we've got used to all the lighting equipment that we're using. Um, so when we first started out, yeah, it was like white light. But then as we went, we switched very much to colour light. So mm. that's been a, quite a focus now of all the all the shoots we've been doing which is illumin deliberately illuminating the scenes um a lot of the megaliths in colored light um and then playing with that and then illuminating me with a different light maybe white light or colored light as well yes christian's got a question <laughs> yeah sorry for for becoming like technical uh, um because you you i think the medium format you you uh, got of james was um was that a, uh, a Hasselblad? Um, no, it was a it was a Pentax, right? No, Mamiya. A Mamiya, yeah. Mm. And uh, I was wondering the the lights that you use. Uh, um, can you tell us more about um, are they do you, do they have certain shapes? How do you select colors? Are they do you have several lights of different colors or how, yeah, how they does can, it work? all the all the lights that I own um are like led lights and they can all switch through the rainbow colors basically so we can have white light you know or we can have yellow light blue light and i've also bought i invested in a whole load of light painting equipment as well so that i've bought sabers i've bought i bought a load of um equipment that i knew that i would need for the job so it's been a combination of light painting materials tools yeah, where you can change the lights and 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 so on. Um, just my LEDs that I use for my other shooting, I'm bringing them out and utilizing them like that. Yeah. Uh, um, you showed us uh, one image, and what I saw on that image was that uh, the the illumination of the scene. I, I, I think if I remember correctly, you mm. you still you basically mix natural light with the artificial light, right? You're not entirely illuminating the the scene uh, the night scene with just artificial light right well i i suppose i am unless the camera's picking up some of some of the the the, the available light that's there from from the night because it's very dark but because it's on long exposures obviously i can do different colors at different times and then i've experimented mm -hmm. with the different settings of the camera so sometimes i've shot them in one long long exposure taking time to do different parts of the shot and um in other other in other shots i've i've put it on some multiple exposures so i've done you know illuminating that part with that color first another shot illuminate that part with that color another shot illuminate me another shot you know and do it that way so it's been mm -hmm. just yeah, but it's all had the same similar effects. I think for for some of them with me in, it's 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 been better to have it obviously on the on the multi on the multis. Um, but it's been great. It's been great fun, and um, yeah, great fun. Love light painting. Really love it. Yeah, Rachel. I was just wondering what um, what surprised you most, like, or what do you think you've learned most from from the process so far? 
Well, I've I've learned I've learned very well how to use a, a Mamiya 645. I've got to. I feel like I've learned that camera very well, and I I feel like I know all the equipment. I suppose it's like it's like the dis. I think the discipline and it shows in and as I've been scanning up, it shows how as the time's gone on with each shoot, we, we as a team we've got better and better and better. And actually, initially we were shooting on digital first just to check as the light was going down, is it dark enough um, so that we're just ca catching the light and not ourselves when we're illuminating and just to check the settings. And it was Graham actually that said to me, shoot shoot on digital first for the settings, which I'd trialed before we, we even went out as a team. I'd done some in my, basically my garden. And so I, and then actually a couple that I know, they were um, down for one bank holiday and they came with me to practice. <laughs> thank you Anthony and Anna um they came along and so I'd already practiced on the digital so I had a good idea when I went out to the first kind of proper shoot mm -hmm. so as a precaution when we first started as a team we were shooting it was so that the shoots were quite lengthy because we would shoot digitally and then we would switch onto the film camera and so repeat it all but then the last few shoots we've been we're just not bothering with the digital anymore because we know because mm -hmm. we've done so many now we kind of know the light, the timings, and and we have an an idea of how it's going to come out. Um, sorry, but I no, think just, so. Is that um, is it that you've been going out, you've been shooting, and then you've been uh, processing the film straight yeah. away, or over the course of that week, or uh, are, yeah. you, are you doing that yourself, or sending to the lab? No, not with uh, for a project like this. No, I wouldn't in case I ruined it and it's all yeah. gone. Um, and because it's color as well. Um, so no, that that's gone off to a lab straight away. So it's like it's like being on a disciplined conveyor belt. You know, we go out shooting. The next day, I, it goes in the post and and so on, and it comes back. And I do bits of scanning as we go. But we've done about gosh, I don't know. We must have done about fifteen, sixteen nights now, and we've got another three or four, four more left. So it's just been a very a very. But it's been lovely. We've all said how much we've enjoyed it. Um, doing that but I feel for me one of the important things and this is how I work anyway and I think we had Andrew Sanderson on the show once and listeners will remember Andrew Sanderson does a lot of night photography actually and he does beautiful work and it's black and white and he said on our on when he was interviewed he said that um, he when he goes out he has the image in his head to, to, he goes image in his head to shoot rather than just like you know we'll just turn up and see how it goes and I think that's how I I could understand that and that's how I do once I've selected my location the the image is already in my head so yeah. I'm lighting and setting it up for the vision and the the mood of the piece and the vision that's in my head rather than actually I think this will, let's just see how we get on kind of thing so it's all like that kind of planning yeah so I, I kind I of understand what he means very much by that shoot with the in your head yeah I think I was um surprised that you were going with a white light as your first choice Claire because I think with you I'm so used <laughs> to you having all this beautiful color you know and that it, yeah. it's distinct kind of character in a lot of your stories yeah. you thought oh you would go straight away with colored lights and well, actually, yeah and I did actually I, I've, I've not explained very well I was initially illuminating say like a stone in mm. white light and then I was having like a colored 
coloured halo or coloured something around it or coloured disc lights or something around it. So I was initially, and if I was in them, I was initially all just white light to illuminate me and whatever character. But as we've gone on, it's moved very much to much more input in, in colours and thinking as well. It's been really quite good. Like we were out the other night and um, I was thinking of how many different, say, halos or light discs, depending on what, what I was doing, wanted. And then working out the colour schemes, you know, because like, um, OK, if, the, if if these stones are going to be this colour, what would be and what if I'm going to do two halos or three in the middle? What colours would go with that? Because I like working all that. It's like um, doing your house up or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Could, could you just explain for myself and maybe for the listeners what the halos are? Sorry, the halos. Long? This is all through yeah. light painting because originally mm -hmm. I was, as you know, I was going to use drones and I haven't ruled out using drones. I will revisit drones. But my, I was going to do light painting and drones and then mm -hmm. I'd set it all up with um, a drone pilot Yeah. Um, who then unfortunately had an accident and yeah had an accident in his home and um had a had a got a, got a brain injury actually which is really unfortunate so that was out of the question then and then i did manage someone else had a drone this if i could you, you lend it but i anyway i just stuck with stuck with light painting so a halo when i talk when i mean a halo um it means if we think of, yeah, if you think of religious icons and halos like that, a sort of, um, a, I suppose, a circle around a head, say, um, yes. what I mean by halo. So putting that into landscapes or, or over stones and stuff. Um, what, how, and are you, or, how are you doing that, Claire? Like, are you like... Uh, you know sort of like yeah, around we, or we, some of it is tools that i bought for light painting okay. but also and this is where the um the two jameses have been really helpful um because i was able to say oh this is what i want and do we think how can we get this halo and is it going to be big enough with this tool so they've um they've been able to come up and kind of make tools <laughs> so that to, to do the job using different household objects and and different built oh. things that we can attach our light painting stuff to mm. which allows us to make bigger mm. uh, halos or bigger reach with stuff so um Fantastic. is it is it yeah. all like all continuous light or are you using flash as well no well mostly it's continuous but it's tight you know a few seconds of this and a, yeah. and a so many seconds of that but um we have done a few where we've illuminated certain aspects of landscapes in certain colors and then we've done halos or this orbs or whatever we've done then we've illuminated me sometimes in a color as well not just a white light but then we might have flashed a using a torch actually just flashed a bit of white light onto me or we've illuminated me in in white light and then just flashed with a torch or flashed with one of the tools a bit of color onto me yeah christian um mm. i'm wondering I, I i tried some light painting and i always found very difficult if you have objects that are at different different distances to the lens to the yeah. camera um i tended to over light paint the closer objects um they they were much brighter than the background objects because mm. obviously there's this rule that the light um 
how is it called eight please help me out the uh is it like the inverse square law oh yeah the fall off of the light yes it's the inverse square law yes so so if you light plane a uh, paint from a fixed position uh, um uh, relative to the camera uh, everything that you light paint that's closer by will automatically be brighter if you uh, as if you light something that's further away uh, did you how did you change positions when light painting so that you your distance to the objects was always the same or did always you just the same. no always the same just set my camera up it framed the shot how i wanted it and then we just did all the light painting there obviously making sure that we weren't ever turning the the lighting tools or anything like that towards the camera to blow everything out and just going look like that and sometimes we'd especially when it was like say illuminating me we wouldn't do very long if we'd already we would be thinking okay we don't want to do too much there in case we blow everything out or because we've just you know and and um one of the uh, one of the Jameses, we were very good we were having these discussions between us but no mostly we were just like okay let's do um you know let's do this statue here say i'm just thinking because we did a celtic cross let's do it let's do it we're going to do that red first do that but then you we'll... walked over you walked over to let's say the statue or oh, yeah. whatever yeah yeah all right because oh, yeah, because uh, um, um i was too naive because i just yeah. I didn't change positions you know i just stood mm. uh, and used uh, like a spotlight to to do yeah. the light painting and i found that really difficult it doesn't couldn't yeah. produce consistent lighting on different mm. objects so do, yeah. you, do you think that it is it's reasonable to uh, better you know take the uh, mobile light and 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 walk to whatever you want to illuminate and then do it just no. in front I wouldn't take if it wants the camera wants the you know wants your wants the shutters open you don't want to be walking with any light beyond what no, you're no, going I mean, to with the switched take. off light you you just switch it off walk over switch, switch it on, it on. yeah right. get into position yeah. and then switch and then and then do you know we would do test runs of how long but usually it's just like yeah the, the camera is ready to go now so you just go in and just take your time lighting as long as uh, the biggest thing is if you're going to if you're going to be the one illuminating is to be obviously in dark clothing and that's the key as well to make sure there's enough light has gone down that's why it was quite handy shooting on digitally because you could see, okay, it's not dark enough, it's not dark enough because we can see ourselves. So once it gets past a certain certain light, um, you can you, you you know you're not picked up at all. It's just it's just the it's just the light. So once you've worked all that out and you have your dark clothing, you know you can as long as you don't obviously twist any of the light towards the camera in any way because it'll just it'll you'll get. So basically. Get your clothes, find two Jameses, and then go That's on. it. Yeah, get dark clothes. Yeah. But if, if you were doing it on yourself, though, um, if you've got, you know, if you've got a way, you might need someone if you can't, you know, to keep their finger on the, the, the shutter to keep it open unless, you know, you've got a timer for it or you can, or you've got to do it digitally. Yeah. You can also use, uh, like, a cable release that you can... Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Something that you can yeah. um, press and then that's uh, right. Twist what have you used, Claire? What's your, been your techniques for for that? And and in terms of like time, like what kind of exposures are we talking? Are we talking thirty seconds? Are you talking three minutes? Are you talking? They were they were different, Rachel. Mm -hmm. So 
it, well, on the digital, when we were practicing, um, 30 seconds was the most we ever did. Mm -hmm. So 30 second exposures were the longest really. And sometimes yeah. it seemed like, seemed like a long time. For some things that we were doing, we could get it all done in 15 seconds. Some we could do it in eight seconds. 30 was the most when it was more involved. When we were, and so I could just set my digital camera to those seconds and see how much, have an idea. When it was on the film camera, it was a combination. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly a lot of it would just would be, especially if I wasn't in the shot, I'd be on the camera, you know? Um, or sometimes I would set all the settings up on the camera and if I needed to do something, I would ask one of the the Jameses, okay, can you just hold that, you know, hold the, just hold that button down and I'll do this, this and this. But mostly I was on the camera mm -hmm. um, and we were working out the, the light in between us and then just using, yeah, sometimes had a timer, had a the multiple exposure setting. I've got, I had, um, did have two cable releases as well, but mostly I didn't do it with those. Um, and I was a bit concerned at first because I was wondering even me, me, even me operating the shutter, whether it, I would get any camera shake, you know, mm. which would just completely blow everything out. But I didn't actually. That's really cool. Been all right. I yeah. I was wondering about the the film stock as well, and mm. um, what you chose to do the job. If you did any tests with different film stocks, and why you chose those specific ones that you have. I didn't do any tests with, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't do any tests with film stock. I tested on digital and I initially I thought I was going to go 100 ISO, possibly 200. So I was testing what they were, the differences. So I ended up shooting the majority of this project on, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Kodak Gold, actually, Kodak Gold 200, most of it. Mm. Um, I did a couple, three nights on Portra 400, <laughs> which I really liked. Um, and then on, on the next the next two nights, I know that um, tomorrow I'll be doing Ector, I've got a roll of Ector 100, and then I'll probably do 200 and a couple of 400s again. But there wasn't a lot of difference in it. But what I will say, one one thing I liked about the 400 was... I quite like the shots where we started to try and capture when it wasn't completely dark just to get a bit of nice sky in. So when it was dark enough, but we could still get some sky as the light was really dropping down. Um, and the 400 was really lovely for that, I thought. Um, so, but, and, you know, it's just, so we got, we got lucky. And so there's a lot of hanging around as <laughs> I just wondering, would you will you uh, as part of the final project and the exhibition yeah. that you're obviously going to be creating from this? Um, will you um, use images from all of those different film stocks? Is it about showing the process as well as the final images, no. or are you kind of deciding on which one works best and then going to recreate it on that film stock? Yeah, I think for the, for the exhibition, it's just about having the finished work. Um, um, but I, I, I've noticed what I liked about different stocks as I, as as we went along. Um, it's just like with a lot of with a lot of projects, isn't it? And it's like a lot of like if you're making a moving film, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of hanging around, isn't mm -hmm. there? Oh, yeah. 
because you're waiting for this and you're waiting for that and so you're there you're all set up but then it's like a lot of waiting it's not dark enough or whatever or we need to wait a bit more um so sometimes we'd be all set up and then you know we'd be waiting a good hour before we could do anything so we've got better at that as well but then equally the learning in that was as when the light drops it really drops as you'll know once it starts going down it goes quite quickly but when it goes quite quickly within that kind of really dropping to darkness is some beautiful um some beautiful illuminations particularly in the sky so that's what we we've been trying to get all the shoots that we do now as well and we've just learned as we've gone you know We've made some humding. I've made some humding. It's not them, actually. I have made some humding and mistakes, but I don't, you know, expensive mistakes. But sure, but you, but you, you can't... learn from them. That's the yeah. best way, I think. You learn a project like this. You can't, ex mm. you can't expect to go in and make no mistakes, yeah. you know, or even just a few little ones. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's going to be, a, it's going to be a whole roll has been blasted, or you yeah. know, it's, it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, and like things like you know. There was one shoot I realised, I woke up in the night thinking, oh, my God, I've realised yes. I had it on the completely wrong setting. And I realised that what I thought was this setting wasn't, so I just oh, redid that. And then another night I woke up thinking, oh, God. And I went, got up and I checked the camera and I thought, you know, I'd because I would do all my test of all the settings. And because we were a bit, well, one night, we weren't rushed, that's a lie. There was two horses that joined us. And um, they were lovely horses, but I was getting a bit nervous because one was quite frisky and it was coming. And I, I was worried, actually, that we were frightening the horse because it was, you know, as the light was going down, that the, the horse was going to see lights basically going around, you know, um, and strange lights. And I wondered whether it would actually be what the horse would interpret that as and whether it would think it was a threat. What was it? And I was really worried that, A, we were frightening this horse and it was going to charge us. So... I, because my mind was half on where's this horse all the time, um, when I was focusing and um, focusing on the, the, the stones in this field, I'd opened up the lens quite wide so I could, you know, because it was quite dark so I could see, but I hadn't, um, hadn't um, changed the setting. I'd left it on that. So when, when I realised that in the night... I was really worried how that role would turn out, thinking that it was going to be too, it was going to be too blown out. But actually, it was actually fine. Um, did you let them know to like pull the processing for that, and uh, you know when it you sent sent it off to the uh, lab, sent it off as normal. Yeah, I just mm. sent it off. just so, wait and see. Yeah, but I so that was fine. So so that was you know that's another thing you learn. So that was peace of mind for me. Um, yeah, but I've really, but it's been it's been great and lighting for the. Lighting for the colour, lighting for the lighting for the mood, you know, the atmosphere. How how many shoot? Did you say you got like maybe four four days of shoot left now? Is yeah, it four or five. How how are you feeling about that? Are you feeling like oh gosh, it's coming to an end? You know, you yeah. want to on doing, but then I do want to carry on. I, well, if 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 the camera was mine, or if I could get it, get one, um, I would keep it going. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, so what, what are your priorities now then, Claire, I guess, um, you know, with because you've seen this whole process, like you say, when you've been scanning them, as you've sent them off to be processed and you've seen them come back, you can see literally visually how you've progressed and, and where mm. you're at. 
um, what what's next as part of this? What's the next step for you um, to get to the next point? Well, the next step is um, once everything's once everything's processed and scanned. The next step is kind of doing the selection, isn't it? Make it finalising. I've got most of the ones I want, so finalising the selection and the order and the and the titles and everything and, and what goes and what will tell the story. I suppose you know. Um, yeah, and it's it's interesting though because that there was um, there's been a couple of roles that have come back. Well, as we've got better now, I've learned what to expect. And I remember when the first um, role of the coloured stones came back, I was like, oh, I'm really pleased, really pleased with these. Um, and so we've got to expect that. But there was like one night we were out till one in the morning in um, one of my favourite locations in the sand dunes and stuff, and I was really really excited to see that role but and there were some good shots on there but it wasn't as um good as I was expecting and some of the things I tried hadn't worked so mm -hmm. I think half the course really um yeah but I think light painting um has a lot of potential I think you know uh, that's that's what I've taken from this because it's never something I've ever done before um and so I've really, I've, A, I've really enjoyed it. And I think that for me, it's more about maybe I like it using it a bit more, using it sparingly um, to enhance, I don't know, to tell your story or to create your mood or whatever. But, you know, I've really, really enjoyed it. And I think there's loads of potential with it, loads. And combining, I think, the different lights, like say using the LEDs, some of the tools, just other things, torches flash, flashing on and off. Um, there's been, you know, I, it's really, really, it's really, really given some of the images, I think, that kind of, um, yeah, that mood, that just what I was looking for, that kind of, you know, Close Encounters has landed, that kind of like that cinematic feel, it has done that, which, I, which I'm kind of really pleased about. <laughs> I mean that's wonderful, isn't it? Like yeah. you know, you've, this is this is a project that you've gone in from conception mm -hmm. to to completion, mm -hmm. and you've been able mm -hmm. to see every single part of this process. You've learned through it. You've you've mm -hmm. you know improved and mm -hmm. uh, as you've gone along, and mm -hmm. uh, and I think that is just that's just wonderful. I'm so so pleased and proud of you, Claire. You know, mm -hmm. this is just amazing to like see what you're doing with it and. Um, like you say, the next part is the selection process once you've finished your shoot days to then um, figure out which are the final images. How many final images? What sort of size? How, what happens to these? Get sent uh, off? France, yeah, they'll be French. They'll be, they'll, be, um, they'll be photo prints on dye bond in, you know, an art frame, an art box frame. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, so I was looking so big. Well, I don't know, not massive, massive huge huge but 54 by 42 something like that inches can you imagine that size centimeters sorry oh i was like inches come on claire yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 150 uh, my polaroids i like to do them 50 50 centimeters and that's that's quite big well big it's pretty bigger than you think you know um so it's it's that stage really um but I think it really has been, if you're disciplined, I think, and you can, it's like repeating something, if you're disciplined and you go out every night and you do this and then you come back and you do it again, you know, same thing, but different location. 
you learn so much i think and it and it, your motivation just mm. really having that gets um, on a high you know your yeah. motivation goes on a high and then so you're counting down the hours then until oh, we're going to night you know if the weather permits so because it's really exciting like to see each stage like in each day and it's like oh we messed up that day it doesn't matter but like you said you know that that buzz of going oh i can't wait to go back out again and carry on shooting yeah so i think that it's it's like and i think andrew sanderson said that didn't he and i think um when we had brian griffin on as well he said the same you've got to be shooting every day and I kind of see that because I think the more you do, and if you're doing it every day, every day, every day, you just, yeah. well, my photo scanning has shown that we've improved, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and obviously you'll you'll build up your, your body of work as well. Um, so, it's, yeah. It's having that dedicated time, isn't it? That dedicated time to each each day, like you say, be disciplined about it, but, be disciplined, yeah. you know, um, go out and do that and, that that is part become part of your routine. I wonder, you know, if you'll find that there's this huge gap, like in the evenings now, you'll be like, what? I'm not going yeah, out. Yeah, we'll do another one. <laughs> yeah, I've already got an idea for one another project. But but I would never have been able to do this um, without the three Jameses because um, James, number one, gave me, you know, loaned me the camera. So that was very great you know and then the two jameses um with the lighting have been brilliant and so we've really been like a team so i can't take all credit at all because it's been three of us so um you know there's been no way i would have been able to produce some of the images um on site without the two jameses there's there's just no way i could do it would be physically impossible for me to be in the picture doing the lighting and doing the camera roll at the same time in the night you know it just would be possible so it's been a proper team so yeah yeah and that's I don't I mean I don't know guys is that something you've done much of in the past because generally I I think of you as more of like a solo photographer and and a lot of the time um being a photographer can be quite and not isolating but like a a solo adventure can't it Mm. and um so how have you found that i mean it sounds obviously like you you know them very well anyway so that's obviously going to make a difference in terms of the dynamic and how you work together and and what have you but um do you think it's something you'll do again and and what has that taught you about like i think with with the with the two jameses yeah i definitely work with them again if they were up for a project i think i mean i do do a lot on my own and Mm. but for, for, for 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 many reasons um but no, but in this, this has been a really positive experience. And I think if you're going to, I think it's important if you're going to work with people, I think A, you have to be on a similar page, don't you? You have to get along and you, and and they are both, um, like I said, they're both talent, you know, they're both artists in their own right. They might not do photography, but they've got a visual, visual eyes, if you like. So they were coming at it with very, you know, they were very helpful and um, we'd be we'd be sort of um, what's the world troubleshooting and problem solving together on the on the sets, um, yeah. So I think the but so the three of us together just worked really well. So it worked well for us. You could have another dynamic which maybe wouldn't work so well, and and everyone was very reliable as well, which is so important, mm-hmm. you know. That's something you have mentioned in the past, and yeah. I don't think it can be overstated to be honest. Because yeah, yeah, because 
if you've got a deadline and you know yeah. you know so they were helping so everyone was you know no one everyone was there everyone was on time and so it's just been great i've really really enjoyed it and i've so enjoyed being out especially when the weather's been nice yeah. quite late into the night <laughs> forests and yeah in in fields and forests and different places that I wouldn't necessarily find myself on my own at night. It's been really great, really quite eerie, and you see it. You see the see where I live, really the island in 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 a, with a different pair of eyes. It's been really great. in a different light. You might in a say. different light, yeah, <laughs> a different light. And it's but the problem is, you were saying, would I carry on everywhere we go? And I was like, all right, well, I could do. I want to do this, and there's this road. We'll do that, you know. And it's been great. And we did we did one really good shoot. Um, but what let it down was my car because my car is my car. Um, and we, we lit the forest up and we lit the forest. We lit the interior of my car. We lit me. So that was quite involved with lighting. And the first time we did it, we'd spent a fair amount of time setting all that up. And then it started to really finally rain, you know? Right. And yeah. And so we thought, no, we can't, you know, take the risk of the camera and everything. Mm -hmm. That was frustrating. So, but we went back to, so, so there's a couple like that where it's like, so we went back to finish it off and the actual lighting and the image is great. But what lets that shot down was my car because I could have done with a, like a retro, a proper vintage or retro car, yeah. not Silver Yaris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that was one, that was one shot where everything was great part but my car just looked completely incongruous so yeah. that's something that I do know someone who has a car that would fit the bill so if mm. we could get that I that's another one we'd redo so it's kind of there's a lot of work isn't it because you think oh we're going to do another night redoing what we've already done but detail matters I think you know so definitely Fit the yeah, bill. it didn't fit the bill, would they? But you, you wouldn't necessarily know, yeah. you know, see that as a practice run yeah. for, for doing it again. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes there are those shots that get away, aren't there? In, mm. And if you've got the opportunity to perhaps make sure that it's not one that gets away, that you do go yeah. back and do it, because yeah. those are the kind of things that keep me up awake at night. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't, I think, I didn't nail that. I didn't quite yeah. get it. And yeah, I can imagine you're pretty similar with that, Claire. It's like, mm. I've got this shot it has to be in my archive of like mm. yeah, the, the work so yeah good luck with that and and um yeah in terms of the the project itself and all the things you've you know reflecting on it now I don't know if that's part of um obviously what you'll have to do whether you're writing a report or whether you're doing some sort of reflection reflective practice mm. or evaluation or something at some point as well is there anything that you would um you know, say to, to our listeners, you know, if they're thinking about taking on some kind of project or, you know, getting or getting them motivated to do that, is there anything, mm -hmm. any advice, any tips, any thoughts? <laughs> well, I always think you have to do it, don't you? And it's like, it's like I said about having that discipline to go out and do it and at least try. Um, I think Andrew's, what Andrew Sanderson said, or I'll say that again, I think that's really good for me. I could, I could connect with that is that, go out to shoot with the, the image you want already in your head rather than just turning up, you know? I, for me, that, that makes perfect sense to me. And I think it's, so know what you want to do, I think, mm -hmm. and just what to do it. But I think you have to go, you have to just go out, be it in daylight or night and, and, and do it and then come back and, and develop your role, your film. And I think if you don't like what you've got, 
<clears throat> then that's when you just study it and think, oh, why don't I like this? What is it? Is it too flat? Is it too just flat or it's it's not this enough or that enough? And then, then go and do it again and working on those tweaks. I think that's that's all I could say because, like I said, us going out every night and me scanning up the roles, um, there's a point where I can see a definite, a definite improvement, you know, and that's mm -hmm. from routine and doing and learning and, uh, and, yeah. and practice and practice, you know, and, and just getting used to what we're doing as as the as the the, the time has gone on. Um, so, like I say, so the part, so that we got to a point where we just were even bothering to bring out a digital camera, just shooting straight onto the film. Because you could feel confident that you have tested it, you've been consistent, you've tried the variables, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. What you're going to be. Yeah. Getting. So you've. I, and so that I was now like last last night. Yeah, because it's Tuesday. So I was out last night. I was um, when I was shooting. I already had an idea in my head. Obviously, I had an idea in my head what I wanted. But I also, when I was there, as I was shooting, had an I have an idea of how that film is going to come back. If you know what I mean now. Um, and that's just from practice. So, yeah, so I think it's about, it must just be about repetition, I think. <laughs> and and it, accepting, you know, there's no such, uh, that word failure, isn't it? It's true. I just think accepting that if something hasn't worked out, it just means that the way you did it doesn't work. So you have to find another way to do it or, or tweaks. Um, yeah. Cool. It sounds, sounds like a, a really intense intensive but really rewarding project as well yeah so i look for i look forward to seeing the uh the results do, do i have to go to barcelona because i can yeah you have be, to come i'd be to happy barcelona. to do that <laughs> you have to come to barcelona do you know what that word intensive i think that's that's correct it has been intensive but we all work in different ways and i think that i quite like that way of working i quite like to do quite intense spurts mm -hmm. in, in anything I do whether it's trying to learn a language or something I'd rather like have two solid weeks of doing something or a week so doing something every night yeah it's been intense yeah did, did having the deadline uh, um, have more of a negative uh, uh, effect on your you know stress uh, of creating the work or did it actually boost your creativeness in a way Sorry, Christian. What, what I missed the first part. Did did the I mean, did, did the deadline that you have because you needed to finish oh, the deadline. The did that? Yeah. Did you mean you had three months less? And did mm. the stress of that uh, actually boost your creativity, it, or did it stress you so much that you would rather not have had the the deadline? It boosted me once I got going. I think one of the problems I have. I have to watch is um, I can procrastinate and that is it's I don't know what it is whether it's a fear of something but once I get started in going so once I started the first official night that was it then I really enjoyed it and then the momentum of everything has just yeah it's boosted even though there's a deadline looming and there's lots of bits and pieces I'm having to do and um, get to them on email and different bits and pieces it's kind of boosted my um, yeah it's it's not it's not um uh, what's the word it's boosted my creativity but maybe i think maybe i'm someone that i need a bite of a deadline a bite okay. of stress behind me to to really get me going <laughs> and the next question i have is yeah. 
now that you've worked, I mean, it, I, I find it amazing that you work not only with one assistant, but two assistants. Yeah. Uh, and, and as Rachel already mentioned, we know you as a solo artist. And mm. do you think that experience uh, uh, is something that uh, you want to, uh, you know, transfer to your um, instant film work and so on to maybe create more complex um, oh, scenes? Yeah. Definitely. And because I, I think that you can still have quite, even for more complex work, if you have more people, you can still, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? You can still be, I mean, th as a three is quite, a, it's still a tiny team, isn't it? And even if there was maybe, even if there was 10 of you in some, you know, compared to, if you think of how many people you'd get on a huge, say, film set, you can still have a relatively small team, but more people to, to, um, to help meet your vision because i think it's all about isn't it it's all about what you're trying to achieve what's your vision and and who's who's who can come up who can come on board and and assist with that um as long and and but you know it's um i suppose it's the the personalities and working with the right people as well isn't it for as well it all helps yeah <laughs> Interesting, it's really interesting. Um, so, when is it that we we can come to Barcelona and you can see come your to work? Barcelona. Well, it starts on the third of June, so it's oh, really that's very fun. soon then. Wow! Yeah, so it starts on the, it's the third to the eighteenth of June. And do you have to have your work out there by the third of June? Because yeah. as we record this, yeah. that's only like ten days have, away. Yes, so Sam has gone out already. And oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, so, so you've so actually seen. So you're not just you're sort of scanning the rushes at this point you've actually seen some of the the full prints then well no well this is the challenge i haven't actually i've created them and i've had to get them produced out in another country out there because of um the issues with brexit and the customs because oh. yeah it's very problematic i've um I've noticed that I've sent work and it's not arrived and I've sent prints to people and in Spain and they've been stuck in customs for three months and then one just got returned to me. Um, and even though things were supposed to slightly improve, uh, improve because of the way they do it in the post office now or ever and the customs forms, even if you fill in the correct paperwork and even if you declare everything correctly or it's a gift or it's this, it's that, um, things are still stuck in customs. So they were like, um, no, you know, you're from the UK. So we don't take, they can't, we can't, they can't take that risk that if you're going to, if they're relying on your work for show and it's stuck in customs for three months. So it made sense to have it done out done in another you know done there and posted okay. so well, you're going send... to see them for the first time when you go out there then yeah and that's stressful that now that is quite stressful because when i've had my own exhibitions over here obviously you can check the work yes and i've had you know there was one or two things i had once and like one if you've not scanned up um, and cleaned up properly or, or been really diligent like there was one thing that i noticed there was a hair in the image so i got it redone so that's my fear. That is one of my fears that because I can't, I haven't checked. Well, what if, what if I haven't been diligent enough in the in the cleaning process of all the negatives and stuff? But um, we sent the digital scans then of the negatives to 
to Barcelona or to someone local, and that I sent it to the print, yeah, the printmakers, so, so they've had everything and they and all the size and the framing and everything. But it's just that I can't check it. You can't check yeah. it in person. Yeah. You can't physically have yeah. the final piece in front of you. Yeah. So when do you go out, Claire? When do you go? Out well, I'm not going to be there for the third. So the main weekend. So it runs third to the eighteenth, and I think they have. Is there a couple of days after that? But the main weekend is the ninth. To the to ninth at the ninth ninth to the twelfth ninth to the eleventh, um. So I'll be out for that. Yeah, that's good. The, the inauguration and the yeah, and you'll get yeah. to see the people who you are on the residency with again. I guess because yeah. you're going to be in the them and some old yeah. It's gone so quick. Mind you, it's not a full year, is it? Because it's four months, uh, three months. Yeah, we're yeah. September. Yeah. Yes, and it's always lovely to be around Barcelona because it's such. Mm-hmm area and the heat and everything so yeah okay that's oh, amazing uh, i think thank you thank you for uh, to, for <laughs> taking uh i hope we haven't taken you away from a good evening for shooting but because that, that no would, that, but it know. was it was but no it's you're all right and it's um it's 20 past nine now here yes and um so like last night we we just started at half nine so we've got late you see oh uh, okay uh, so you're going out after have... you finish this after we no, finish I'm recording actually, no i'm not going tonight. tomorrow okay well, good luck good luck mm. with the last couple of shoots and especially yeah. good luck with the the show itself uh, in Barcelona oh. it sounds sounds amazing. Thank and, you. And thank you for t- t- talking us all the way through it. It's a it's mm. a fascinating thing. I know I've been learning a lot as you've been talking, and I'm sure our listeners mm. have as well. So, yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, good luck with um, getting yourself a DeLorean, Claire, for the uh, for that. Oh yeah. Do you know what I do actually um, vaguely know of somebody who has a DeLorean because one uh, of my very first ever weddings that I shot back in 2014, mm. um, mm. the couple hired a DeLorean for their wedding. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, I can fish out the details if you do need it. Send it, yeah, down the A55 to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, a, or a, even better, a UFO or something would even be fit the scene. I'm sure I can yeah. find one of them down the, down the spot. Yeah, yeah, plenty of them, plenty of them. Okay, right, well, there we go. Um, thank you again. Yeah, really interesting conversation. Anybody got any news or notices or shout-outs that you need to do before we close? I have one, but I'll go, I'm happy to go last. Mm. Uh, I think I'm good. I've added the, uh, or hopefully I've added the link to our chat for the Photiman uh, exhibition. So if you don't mind adding that to the show notes for mm-hmm. me, Aid, that'd be great. And Claire, if you've got those ones for the ones that you mentioned uh, in London, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Those two that are in London on. Yeah, Will no we problem. be able to see your work online for those of us who aren't in Barcelona? Yeah, I'm gonna, I am. I'm going to put the whole series, excuse me, or maybe not the whole one, on my website. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And in terms of the festival itself, obviously it's uh, Revelity? Revelat. Revelat, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, if people go and have a little look on uh, Instagram, presumably, and there'll be a lot about it. Yeah, they'll be, they'll they'll have it, they'll have, I suppose as it's assembled, they'll have, they'll have stuff online. Yeah. And I'll be posting. So yeah. 
Cool. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, my last one then is that uh, this is our lighting series. And in the very first show, we did actually launch uh, an assignment for listeners. Mm -hmm. And there's only one week left because next week will be our our closing out of this lighting series. Um, So, yeah, thank you to everybody who has contributed so far in in the Discord. Uh, uh, The assignment, just to recap, is that uh, intentional light so yeah we weren't trying to be too prescriptive uh we went with what subject you liked we weren't trying to be descriptive too prescriptive with how you light it but we would love to see your images uh of intentional light uh you can add them to our discord there's a link to the sunny 16 discord in the show notes or you could email them to us at sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com um so Please do send those over the next week or so, uh, because uh, by the time you hear this, uh, there'll probably only be about five days before we're recording again. Uh, and you know that's the last call to get stuff in over the weekend. So thank you in advance. Right. That's it then, I think, folks, for this evening. Uh, we're going to let uh, Mr. Webcam go to his sleepy bye-byes. Um, it is quite late now in Helsinki. Um, yeah. Thank you, Christian, for staying up. Uh, I know you've been yeah, working hard and travelling and being away from home is always tiring as well. So uh, thank you for staying with us. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody else. We'll be back next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.